welcome to another season of Quest Me, your weekly review show of everything Star Wars. My name is Josh, and I'm your forever host and creator of the Twist My Arm Network. Joining me tonight, as always, is my lovely co-host and real-life hero. His name is Justin. Justin, it is so good to see you. Hey! It is so good to see you. Oh, how, it's good seeing you, too. How, how have you been, man? Ah, oh, fantastic, fantastic. Really, nothing has changed. Nothing has in, changed. In my... No, as a family man, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true, I suppose. Um, it's been a little while since we've been live. Um, oh, it's been a long time. Are you kidding me? Last time we were live was in June for the Kenobi series, which was a ton of fun. Um, we covered that six-part series and then took a little bit of a break and did a bit of a different kind of podcast where we actually pre-recorded a show and we talked a little bit about a, a book justin you want to you want to you want to fill book. us in a little bit on what we what we talked about uh yes uh you and phil have already read this fantastic series by timothy zon the original thrawn series and i for the first time read it and i was just book one. Aw, that was amazing. Just book one. Was just that, book one, though. Yeah, just book one. Just book one. And you you had to pull the brakes on reading number two and, like, stop reading ahead and quit asking me questions. Yeah. But that was a, a good podcast by, with uh, digesting that and uh, trying to find similarities to what they possibly could do with Mandalorian and possible Thrawn coming uh, up with uh, Ahsoka. Yeah, and that's that's a huge sure. reason I want to do that because I feel like, personally, I feel like there's a lot of similarities that could be happening, and that's that's why we're doing those little shorts. So so in between seasons now, so obviously Star Wars is, is huge, and there's so much content coming out all the time, including TV shows. Um, we at QuestMe have decided to dedicate our live podcast to doing the live-action TV series. Uh, meaning Andor, meaning Obi-Wan, meaning uh, Mandalorian, uh, Ahsoka, any of those things. We aren't going to be covering any of the, the animated series anymore. Bad Batch kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> so we're just going to no. stick to the live action series for a little while. Um, and in between that, we're going to be doing the Heir to the Empire series, which is what Justin was talking about. We did just release a three... Three episode, I would say mini season. <laughs> it was season five, basically. It was three episodes, and it was all about the uh, the first book of the Thrawn trilogy from 1991. It was called Heir to the Empire, and it was a ton of fun. Um, if you want to check it out, go back to our backlog, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts, um, iTunes, Google Play, any any of those things, and just search Quest Me, and you'll you'll find our last three episodes. It was a lot of fun. We had, like Justin said, Phil on. Um, he's a he's a connoisseur when it comes to books. He it seems like he knows everything yeah. about books. Well, he's a librarian, right? 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 Indeed. <laughs> that says a lot. So, and you know, speaking of Phil, he along with a lot of other people are going to be joining us on this season of Quest Me, this season six, where we are talking about, as I mentioned a little bit ago, we are talking about Andor. Um, if you haven't seen the series yet, um, definitely go check it out and then 
come back to Spotify and listen to the show. Um, anyone that's in and out of the live stream right now, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, this season, like I said, we have a ton of people coming on. So right now, our episode guide is on Twitter at QuestMeTMA, but I'm going to show it to you right now. This week, there's no guests because there's so many. There's three episodes. There's so much to talk about that I figured just Justin and I could handle this week. Um, next week, we're going to have Hugh Johnson. He is a writer for, uh, what is it, the uh, Colorado Springs? He's, he's a reporter for the Colorado Springs Gazette, and he previously worked with the Denver Post. So he's he's pretty up there when it comes to writing and stuff. Um, we have J2 Crusader coming on after that. He is an amazing um, oh, YouTube YouTube guy. He, he actually does the Heir to the Empire book. Um, the audio version. He does a free version of that on YouTube. So go follow him on, on Twitter. Then we have Measuring the Score, The Jacked Up Review Show, Talking Smack, some good friends of mine, Claire and Jake, Sin Sarah, Phil, and Jesse rounding out the show. We have a lot of people coming on, and I can't even tell you how excited I am to have a full slate of guests for season six. Like, how cool is that? This is That is awesome. You got so many people to get on board. That's cool. I'm stoked. I mean, Obi-Wan, it, there was only six episodes, and I don't think we had a guest for every episode. But this season, aside from this opening yeah, one, back. we have a guest for every episode. So thank you all um, for agreeing to come on and talk some Star Wars with us. I cannot wait to talk to each and every one of you. Some of you are returning guests. Some, um, some of you are new to Quest Me, and it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great season. This is running from now through basically the end of November. So... Yeah, that's that's a lot of. It's a lot. To get to hear Welcome about. to the party, Justin. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, uh, <laughs> I will be here every single Tuesday at eight thirty p.m. Uh, Mountain Time, also nine thirty p.m. Central Standard Time. That little thing on the bottom there needs to be changed. That little, I'll just take that background out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gonna call you out earlier, and I'll fix that later. But, um, like I said, and then uh, there there's a. So, few episodes i may i'm gonna be working so i may be on and off real quick or you get me the whole time so just again real life hero justin he has a lot to do he is a big deal and sometimes he (laughs) has to go out and do real world things which means that the podcast doesn't necessarily take priority over real life hero things and that is totally okay um we have (laughs) plenty of guests to <laughs> fill out when you are not here so they're just as geeky for star wars for me <laughs> well yeah, maybe absolutely i mean most of them are, are definitely as geeky if not more geeky than you so arguably arguably anyway let's move on there's there's <laughs> a lot to talk about with this so andor is the brand new series the, from Disney Plus, it's a Star Wars series. It's basically a Rogue One prequel. Um, the Andor series will explore a new perspective from the Star Wars galaxy, focusing on Cassian Andor's jur- journey to discover the difference he can make. The series brings forward a tale of the new rebellion against the Empire and how people and planets became involved. It's an era filled with danger, deception, and intrigue where Cassian will embark on the path that is destined to turn him into a rebel hero. That is from Wikipedia. I did not write that. I copied and pasted it. That is it. so intense. <laughs> that is so intense. Um, but that's basically 
a really good description and doesn't give away anything you know it's it's perfect um well yeah of course it's it's very vague right but it gives these great exploit exploit uh explanatory words <laughs> right Andor was created by Tony Gilroy. He was the writer on Rogue One. He also directed The Bourne Legacy. And the episodes that we're covering, episode one, two, and three, they were all directed by Toby Haynes. He directed episodes of Utopia, Black Mirror, the Sherlock TV series, and Doctor Who. So, Ooh, that's impressive. So there, yeah, there's both the, the writer. All those I love. Both the writer and the <laughs> creator. I mean, you can see those influences coming into this first three episodes, right? I yeah. mean, especially like you look at like Black Mirror and the Bourne Legacy, um, and you got some espionage in these first three episodes. You have oh, some, yeah, like, spy movie, yeah, like. some intrigue. You have some kind of brutality a little bit in these first three episodes. Like it's like I said, the title yeah. I I named this yeah. first episode of the podcast "Not Your Grandpa's Star Wars" because this is literally not your grandpa's Star Wars. What would you say the Grandpa Star Wars is? This is gritty. I love kid it. friendly, more kid friendly, and more. <laughs> but kid I mean, friendly. seriously though, like most Star Wars, all Star Wars is basically aimed at kids, right? Like even oh, absolutely. Even you know, episodes one through nine, they're all basically aimed at kids. Of course, you have some scary moments in the episode kids of three, that generation. right? But this one is, I feel like Andor was directed at you and I, at the people in their 30s, at the the adults in the audience. You know, they were like, all right, put the kids at the daycare and let's play you this Andor stuff because it's, it's <laughs> you got to put them away. It's a little, it's a little heavy, you know? I mean, the opening, uh, the opening shot of episode one, think about this. Opening scene of episode one is Andor walking through basically Sin City of Star Wars. <laughs> There's like people in bubbles. Oh. Like there are, that's the red light district. It literally this opening shot is red light district and hen uh uh what's his name? Andor walking into a whorehouse. He's in a brothel. Right. Intergalactic brothel. Right. First five minutes. That's wild. The first five I minutes know. That's wild. of this show. We're I didn't seeing think Disney would ever allow that. Yeah, we're seeing brothels in Star Wars and a bit <laughs> of prostitution in Star Wars, I would feel like. I mean that's kind of what's going on, right? At, when he's at the bar, uh, would you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, or at least like a girl. Maybe, maybe not prostitution. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a little hardcore. Maybe what's the what's what's in the back of the Westwards in Denver? What are the, escorts? Escorts. Uh, maybe it's more an escort situation where you're just looking to pay someone to hang out for a little bit or something. But to me, it looked like a strip club. Of course, just hang out. <laughs> Oh, I totally got a, it's a brothel feel. Yeah, man. I mean. And then that's like literally right there. I'm like, wow, this is different. It's way different. And then you got the, like oh, walking yeah. up to the brothel, there's those people in bubbles, like little bubble people. Looks like they're offering their yeah. quote unquote services to Andor as he's walking down well, the steps. Like how crazy is that? Like I've never been to Amsterdam or a red light district, but I've seen uh, pictures and that's exactly how it how it looks. Yeah. So girls dancing, girls and guys dancing in a window. It's bubbles and intergalactic. It's very from start to finish, and I'm I'm basically considering episodes one, two, and three a movie. Because it's about 
It's about yeah. an hour and 45 minutes long total, all three episodes together. And to me, it just seemed like a really good prologue to what this show is going to be like. You know what I mean? Like you like you got a really good hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, good movie to introduce you to this Andor series. Obviously, we already know Andor. And we know the ultimate end. Right. And let's talk about that for a second. I want to ask, like, what are you getting hung up on? As far as like Star Wars making new shows and stuff, like, how do you how do you feel about a prequel to a prequel? Ah, the situation of the pre pre prequel. (laughs) <laughs> the the pre prequel yes, sequel thing. I've only read the, read about this in books, but <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Honestly, who cares? Are you getting hung up I'm on getting, it? That it's a pre. I guess I'm not getting hung up on it, but it is kind of it's kind of dissatisfying knowing the end of Andor's story already, because there's no stakes in it. To me, like when you know when uh, you know the ending of a story, there's no stakes in what's gonna. It's like it's like when Obi Wan Kenobi hit the scene in Episode One, you knew that he was gonna live all the way through Episode Four. So nothing, okay. no peril yeah. that he got put into, nothing that he like, no danger he was in really mattered because you knew that he would get out and make it to Episode Four. So I love. I, I already love this series. Do not get me wrong. Like I'm obviously I'm a Star Wars fan through and through, and anything they come out with, I'm aside here, from here comes the butt. Bad batch. Anything they come out with, I'm gonna love. Here's the there's butt. no there's no but. It's just weird knowing what's gonna happen. Like oh. it's to me, I'm watching it. and I'm like, okay, well, Andor's here, and I know that he's gonna survive, but none of these other characters are in Rogue One, and you never hear from them. Or hear of them, or anything like that. So, so right. to me, every other character in this is dispendable. So you think it, this is going to be they kill every character? Kinda. I feel like it'll be the just sort of Rogue One it well, all the way Rogue through. Rogue One it, or like because they did that in this episode already. <laughs> yeah, but screw that guy. We'll talk about him in a little while. Oh, but yes. like they might Game of Thrones it a little bit, where because. I mean, I I love Bix. She's really cool. I think she's a really cool uh, character. I love the actor that plays her. Um, basically, and Andor's like kind of girlfriend, right? Isn't I I, I never got that feel. Adria Adria Orjona is her name. She was in Morbius. She was in True Detective. She was in the new Father of the Bride, and she was in that Six Underground movie with, uh, with Ryan Reynolds. Um, but she's kind of like, to me, it seems like. Um, thanks, Jesse. It's good to see you. Um, it's, to me, it seems like there's a history with Andor and her. Like, like Bix and her kind of have like maybe a romantic history or something. See, I didn't get the feel of a romantic history. You didn't. It felt more like a big brother or big sister little brother like she's always helping him get something and she's getting a cut i don't know man i feel like i feel like, like there's she, he fucked up and then he she has to save him i feel like like i i, I feel like there's a tension there i feel like there's a little bit of a uh 
a sexual tension between Andor and Bix. And maybe maybe they've never like been a thing, but both of them have wanted to be a thing, but they couldn't because Andor's out murking people and like running from the cops all Being the time. Being a little badass. Yeah. So like he he's a he's a bad kid. He man. is. He's a bad man pajama. Getting into fights, stealing. Yep. And just yeah, but anyway, like with with her I feel like she's kind of I guess expendable would be the correct word for that. And it would it would not surprise me if if she was like a shocking death at some point in time in this series. Same with his grandma or grandma, the his adopted mother basically. Mom. Yeah. Marva or Marv, um, whatever it is. Right, her uh, played See? by Fiona Shaw. She was Aunt Petunia in Harry Potter. If if you guys recognize oh, her or shit. where you're trying to recognize her from, she was Aunt Petunia. So, but I really, I think that you know she's expendable. I think the 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 Bix is expendable. The, the, hold on, that them. thought you that is seriously going to bring up in every episode. Everyone's expendable. Uh, this guy's going to die here. But at least he's gonna last a few episodes. I like him. And again, again, that's what kind of <laughs> that's the only gripe that I would have about this series is that I know Andor's gonna live, and any stakes that are gonna be put into this show are gonna be against anybody else. So anybody else can die in this show except for Mon Mothma, Saw Gerrera, and Cassian Andor. Right. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So. That that's the only thing that I'm kind of that I was asking is just how do, how do you feel about knowing that does it does it kind of take the surprise out of the show for you like like if these characters were to get killed off are you gonna be like oh that's too bad or are you gonna be like well he was he was single in Rogue One so it makes sense because that's that's how I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like well yeah whatever I'm not gonna be surprised. See, it doesn't really ruin it for me. I I, I appreciate the journey leading up into the character development like andor in the movie was much much darker than he like he, he even is now but uh i want to see that progression of why he just sort of is i don't care anymore and uh i'm gonna shoot everything like we see his uh initial upbringing and all that with the uh, being a canary mm-hmm. but i just want to see his character go over in time and finish the the whole andor i am i'm dying on the uh the planet yeah i you know again that that's it's not a huge gripe but it is a little bit of one just being an adult now knowing that even even when i was a kid watching episode one i was like well obi-wan's not gonna die so (laughs) he's good yeah um so basically this this whole series to me it it starts out cassian is looking for his sister Right, that's like the the basic, basic, basic premise of this show, is that Cassian is going to this bar because she may have worked at this bar, um, and his his sister may have worked at this bar, and so and he's looking for her. brothel, brothel, whatever. <laughs> um, and we don't really know anything about his sister. We get a little bit of backstory about that through these this movie, this first three episodes, um. Here, here's my question for you. Like, okay. Assumingly, assuming from all the all this episode, 
he hasn't seen his sister since what he was five six so that's that's kind of the other thing i'm, so I'm wondering 20 years and you're still looking for your sister but we don't know what happened this is going to be kind of a what's that oh there was another show where there was like backstory mandalorian didn't mandalorian do it where you get backstory with forward story what am i thinking of? no boba fett i'm sorry boba, boba fett, fett. Um, where you're seeing the past, where you're also seeing the current, the present. So it's going to be kind of like that. So we don't actually know if Aunt Petunia, because that's what I'm going to call her, if Aunt Petunia went <laughs> back to get Andor's sister or not. It's it's very possible. And, and his name is actually Cass, by the way. Cassa. 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 And, and so what if, like, you know, uh, Aunt Petunia picks him up and takes him away but then he's like we need to go back and get my sister and they go back and get his sister like they might have both been raised by Aunt Petunia and then she ran away or something and he's looking for her we don't know what's actually going on but I did have that same thought of like well he left you know years and years and years yeah. ago why is he just now looking 20, for 20, her 30 years ago so I think that that's going to be a question that's answered later on um and we'll, uh, we'll probably okay. see a little more insight on that. Like, like she probably got captured by the Empire or something would be my my best guess. Um, I did, but 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 yeah. So where oh, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? We were talking about something, something. You're building into the episode. Yeah. Oh, basically, again, not your grandpa's Star Wars. Like, and I want to just cover everything that happens in this in this whole first three series. There's there's a ton, right? There's high drama. There's an immense amount of grit. There was legit murders. There was aliens. There were brand new ships. There were brand new planets. There was everything you'd expect from a Star Wars show. Except one thing. Do you know what the one thing was that was introduced into Star Wars in this little three-part series that's never been introduced into Star Wars before? Sex. Oh, you're right, because you get... Oh, yeah. I remember commenting on that. There has... The risque... There has never like, been a... No underwear on, just side, side, side butt. Side yes, butt. there's never been anything like that in Star Wars. And yeah. and that coupled with she's drunk. <laughs> that coupled with everything else <laughs> that's going on, I'm telling you, this is going to be the most adult Star Wars we've ever watched. There's there's going to be like there's not going to be bloody or gory or anything like that, but there's going to be some some shit that goes down in this series that we as like normal I Star Wars fans are probably not prepared for. I'm just hoping, like, if there is more murder, like an SVU Law and Order murder, like, it's going to be a lot better portrayed. I, I like this first one. I'm like, how did that guy, how did he fall? Like, how did he die? Because Cassian broke his nose. He did the, he hit his head back and it yeah. broke his nose up into his uh, thing. And he, he <sighs> might have fallen really and happen. hit his head on a corner or something. <laughs> yeah, but, it, like, you just see him, oh. Dead. Dude, you... And he's dead, and I was like, what? "What? He's got a glass jaw. What the hell?" You never know. I mean, Andor might have a metal plate in his head. We don't know yet. 
But I, I think he fell and probably hit his head wrong. Like you as a you oh, yeah, as a paramedic know a that that, that happens. It. People have fallen yeah, off curbs possible, drunk. But it's just like that's that's so whack. That's a horrible way to die. I got punched once and it died. But it also brings up the next part where he just flat out murders the dude. Oh, that was brutal. the dude was begging for his life basically. That was like and that's that's again this this adult adult Star Wars is what this is because that dude was on his knees literally begging for him not to kill him. He was, you know, telling him we can tell we can tell my supervisors this, we'll tell the cops this, we'll tell everybody this just just please 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 and Andor just like nah and blast him. Like that's something that you rarely see. Old right. And the only other time we've seen that in Star Wars, can you remember where the only other time we saw that was? Being cold blooded. Uh, solo. Rogue One. With Cassie and Andor, the very beginning when he's got the 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 rebel spy that's talking uh, to him and he's like, "They're gonna catch us," and he's like, "Oh, you know what?" Poof, and just blast him. <laughs> Cause, yeah, yeah. Like that would be the most cold blooded kill, and of course it's Cassie and Andor. Like he. He's cold-blooded, and I think we're going to see a lot of him becoming more cold-blooded as time goes on. But the the other thing about Andor is he, he's got a heart, you know? You can tell that he cares about people. The people that he cares about, he cares about. And so I'm excited to see how he really, really gets involved in this rebellion that's forming. Because, you know, right now it's... He's going to be some spy stuff. He's got to be, right? Like... I just got a huge feeling this show is like uh, comparatively to this, like the old school Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Like here's these three episodes where it's an introduction to the character and why he's out and running. And then boom, we're throwing him into spy and missions and trying to like, oh, I'm so excited. But that's just the what the, the feel I got from it, from the initial like murder scene him trying to figure out what to do with everything Mm -hmm. and yeah the further on into it i'm just like yeah i've never felt a star wars espionage espionage movie or show right and it's it's actually really exciting to see that to see some sort of spy show coming in it's a new new genre within the uh the same universe and you know the i guess to skip to the very end of this quote-unquote movie you we very much get the feel of a spy thriller kind of where he you know he's talking to uh Skarsgård which that's freaking cool by the way um love that actor he's uh talking to Skarsgård and basically the Skarsgård is like I don't I don't care like what this is that you got how did you get this like he wants to bring him onto the team basically like like Skarsgård is Tom Cruise and he's looking for his his thief you know to to get whatever he needs so so I do like that that they're going to be using him for his skills you know they they picked him up because they're going to be using his is a certain set of skills <laughs> a very particular set of skills um yeah so you know this this movie i'm just gonna call it a movie because that's that's what it was like i wish i wish they wouldn't give us credits at the end of these episodes especially because the same guy they should have 
Tony just blended it all together. Yeah, Tony Gilroy directed every episode. Like he, he basically directed a movie. So like just edit it into a movie, please. And anyway, uh at the end of this the end of this movie you you're really like just just begging for more spy stuff, right? Oh god. Um because we already saw the greatest escape. I'm just waiting for the 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 born fight scene to happen. Yeah. Which we got a little bit. We got a little bit of Kinda, it. Kinda a little bit. Little little yeah. taste. But this but this thing was all about the setup. It was all about giving you all the characters, kind of giving you a little bit of their backstory, showing you like what this world is, like what these I guess these worlds, which by the way, we got three new planets in Star Wars. All planets that we went to in this are brand new to the Star Wars universe. Uh, Morlana 1, Canari, and Ferrix are all new. So, interesting. But also pretty cool. What do you think about that? Do you kind of wish they they stuck with OG planets or are you all right with them just continuing to bring in more and more planets? Bring them all in. Bring them all in. Because they, they say the rebellion started off on distant planets and worlds and then eventually they gained momentum and communicated. Yeah. So why not show these other worlds, these smaller planets of where they're getting oppressed by by these fascists? Yeah. Like, I think it's very, very cool. When you're kind of... It shows a bigger, broad aspect of the galaxy. And you're just kind of seeing the different worlds. Like, Morlana 1, for instance, that's the first planet that Cassian's on. That's the one with the brothel and the, the murders. Um, you also see their kind of security staff, you know, and... and and their um, their police force basically, and it reminded me they're very they're very empire esque. Well, they're so close. Dude, it's like it's like Empire Strikes Back meets Logan's Run. The the <laughs> outfits that yeah. they're wearing are so <laughs> cheesy, and like it was so reminiscent of like old seventies eighties sci fi stuff. Um, I even love the scene where the the general guy he's like, "Did you, did you do something to your uniform?" He's like, "Yes, sir. I got it tailored. I got it fitted to my size. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's it it's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's awesome to see that kind of stuff put in th- that more realistic kind of thing be putting put into Star Wars." Oh, I agree. Um, but but to further that point, I I like seeing different planets as well. I agree with you. I like seeing other planets. There are people on Twitter and on the internet that are like, I'm tired of them bringing in new planets. But like, like you said, bring them all in. Why? Bring it in. Bring us new species. Bring us new people. Bring us new ships. You know, like I. That's what these shows are all about. You know, bringing in new yeah. stuff that we've Continue never seen. Making this galaxy huge and vast. And the every once in a while sprinkle a little bit something. Right. Like did you did you notice the character from uh Force Awakens in this one? No, I didn't get a lot of time to get Easter eggs. Oh that that was the only big Easter egg that stuck out to me. Which character? But like uh he's an alien, obviously, and his upper uh torso and arms are made out of robots. And he looks like a walking like cat crane. Oh, the yellow thing. Yeah, that thing reminded me of yeah. the aliens from Fifth Element. Okay, okay, I, I can like, get that. 
but he he walks across yeah in, in uh one of the uh scenes and it pans over yeah and i loved that about this series they had no fear of bringing in as many different creatures as they could nope. you know the the hustle and bustle of uh Ferrix, that city was super 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 cool um, when and you know Andor's like going to his friend at the mining facility or whatever they're doing, and you're just seeing all these different races and species and like just so many different things to look at. Like I'm sure there are hundreds of Easter eggs in those still shots. You know, like one one of my the my favorite opening shots was seeing all the gloves on on the wall of the uh, miners or whatnot or the salvagers. And then you them all coming back and they're different aliens and whatnot and all just grabbing uh, a common thing. Just getting use. their work gloves. I thought that like was a very uh, PC and uh, current times kind of little image. I wanted Derek Zoolander to come out and be like, <coughs> I think I'm getting black lung pop. That was dead. Damn it, Derek! You've been down in those mines for three days. Like that's what I saw when when all those people are coming out of the mines. <laughs> <laughs> See, all right, all right. <laughs> I go the the nice, friendly, happy way. Yeah, you go with the funny route. <laughs> um, but the but super interesting because it is just kind of a mining planet. It looks like it looks like they're just mining for whatever it is they mine for on what's this planet called? Ferrix, Ferrix. Is it maybe the city's called Ferrix? I'm pretty sure the planet's yeah. called Ferrix. But with the Oh, now you're confused. <laughs> don't make me think. Um, I don't have wiki in front of so me. So going back to the 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 guys on the security guards, the like the cops, right on Morlana One. Um, I loved the general. The um, he was. Did I did I save his name on here? I did not. Of course I didn't. Why would I do that, right? Because that's just... Talking about the director who's like, oh, hush this up, cover it under. Basically... And then he was real about Chief it. Chief Hine. He's like, this is exactly what happened. And I know Chief it. Chief Hine is his name, played by Rupert Van Sittart. Um, But he, I loved how he's like, listen, just... I'm going to go talk to the Empire about our crime rates, and I don't need any more bullshit on my plate. Okay, just cover this thing up. These guys that got killed were assholes. Nobody cares about them. They probably picked a fight with the wrong guy in an alley, and that's exactly what happened. What? You don't know what to tell you. Yep. Just make a report, all right? Please, get out of my face. And that's such a... What a, what a weird thing for Star Wars to introduce is, like, that side of the, the political standpoint. Like, usually with the Empire and or, or, or the Old Republic, it's, like, straightforward. Right. It's like, do everything yeah. by the book. Make sure you're writing it all down. Make Black sure you're keeping track of everything. And this guy's like, nah, man, sweep that under the rug. We don't need we don't need palps to know that there's people just getting murdered in our streets. OK, see, I, I felt like it was a more realistic uh, feel. You got to see the the crooked and the politically driven uh, aspect of the military. And then him just doing that, let alone, he's like, yeah, my, my grade is tomorrow. Just take care of this and say they died a hero's death without a parade. Nothing like that. Yeah, nothing that. special, but like. Like, and during this, uh, after like the intro of those two uh, officers, you're like, yeah, actually, that, that's more than they deserve. But, right, so, yeah. right. 
Yeah, it's I I liked that aspect being thrown in though. And then you know, of course you got the hero of that security group. And he's like, "What are you I'm not going to cover that up. I'm going to find this guy. I'm going to I'm going to arrest him." And so now that that guy is going to be the catalyst for bringing the empire to Morlana 1. Like that's going to be the the whole reason that the empire comes there is because this dude is causing problems searching for Andor. Are we sure they're not there already? I think the Empire is trying like, to get there. This is there. not a cell of the Empire. No, I think they're trying to get there. They're trying to invade and like take over that planet. But at this point, the Empire doesn't have control of all the planets, right? They're still trying to finagle their their way into places. Trying to wrangle and the puppies in. Exactly. And any time that there's some sort of disorder or something like that. It always seems like Palpatine swoops in and goes, well, I can protect you with my troops and my big guns. So I could see something happening along the lines of like the security guard. He, you know, he obviously gets wrecked in this episode, which I can't wait to talk about that. But he gets wrecked by Andor and his one friend. And the Empire is going to be like, really, you couldn't take care of two little nobodies. All right. Well, we're just going to come in and take care of this ourselves. We'll figure out who these people are and 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 find gotcha, find your murderer gotcha. and we'll find our <laughs> our stolen equipment because Andor also stole some some data pad, you know. And so there's there's a twofer there bringing the Empire into this whole situation, and I like the way that they're doing it. It's a more grounded approach of bringing the Empire in because we're not going to see those. Empire Palpatine or Emperor Palpatines. We're not going to see the Darth Vaders. We're not going to even see any like Inquisitors or anything like that. We're going to see basic ass admirals and troopers in this, and you know leaders and stuff like that. It's going to be like the real nitty gritty of the Empire and their army, and they're going to be like fighting the rebellion. There's no, there's, I highly doubt there's going to be any sort of mysticism in this show. What, what would you think, Justin? Do you think we're going to see any sort of Jedi or anything like that? Oh, Lord, no. And that's what I'm, I'm really looking forward to. This is all going to be boots on the ground, grunts in the trenches, like average Joe people getting murked. We're already seeing like the political aspect. Probably an average guy. Sounds like politics. Um, I'm sure there's going to be like, uh, they go to a, a strip club next time and then you'll see the CD bouncer and you're like, Oh, right. Uh, yeah. I can believe that. We did see the CD um, bouncer. Oh and yeah. He and he's like, no funny business. Oh. <laughs> well, his lines were fun. He, it was good. It's like no nonsense. No, no credit. Yeah. Just, uh, just yeah. don't be a dick basically is what he was saying. Yeah, but it, that that's real, real talk right yeah, there for sure. But I'm more excited to see what's to come. I, I don't think it's going to be Empire being introduced for maybe a few more episodes. You don't think so? I think they're going to be in real quick. I think we're going to see them in the next episode because Homeboy is going to be going back to Morlana One with his tail tucked between his legs, and he's going to be like, "I don't know what to do," and it's going to be right on the day that that his general is getting graded and like talking to the empire, you know, and it's going to, there's going to be something that happens that brings the empire into the fold. We might not see the full might of the empire right away, but we're definitely going to see some sort of 
admiral or something like that coming in in the next episode. Yeah, possible. Possible. I, mean, I just feel like they're going to be centralized around this fascist subgovernment. I would hope so. More than the empire, like swooping in trying to save the day. Yeah. Um. So we got a lot of character introductions in this, um, oh, and yeah. one of the. Best and worst character introductions was a man named Tim. Oh, Timmy. Stupid little Timmy. Um, so this is, this is why I think there's some sort of love triangle. Well, there was a love triangle between Tim, Bix, and Andor. Because when Bix and Andor Go are on. talking, Tim is like looking in on them and kind of spying and lurking in the shadows like oh, what's happening over here why is this guy talking to my girlfriend blah 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 and this dude ends up narking out andor because of some yeah. sort of like jealousy thing this is another first for star wars i don't think we've ever seen like I, bitter lover we haven't seen a bitter lover and i take that back we have seen people narking people out because in episode four in A New Hope, we did see the Ant-Man narc out Luke and Obi-Wan when they went to the uh, mm -hmm. Moss Eisley Cantina. Cantina. So I can't I can't say that like that's a not I can't say that it's the first time we've seen it, but I can say that it's the first time we've seen a humanoid character like go to a phone booth, basically, and call this planet and say hey your boys over here come pick him up what did you think about that like what what were your thoughts on this guy going to basically the the emergency phone booth and calling the cops <laughs> um it's literally what what you said I, I think he's just jealous he thinks he's so the relationship he has to bix is like he, she He's just her fuck buddy. That's exactly how I like. I, uh, how Let's stick I with friends with benefits. Those. Let's try and do friends with benefits. <laughs> um, I, I shouldn't curse. Friends with no. Benefits. It's not the. It's that's not, it's it. No label. You shouldn't curse. It's just that's a little harsh. <laughs> all right, all right. No label. Friends with benefits. I also think they're dating. I think they were kind of a couple. No, no. He's their boss. Yeah, but that doesn't stop anything. Yeah. You know anything as Americans in corporate America, we know that that doesn't stop a thing. <laughs> it's a blurred. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, the try guys. But nonetheless, <laughs> like, like they're they're not official, so to speak. So he Tim sees this guy like hitting on this girl, and he's like, "Nah, man, I don't like that." And yeah, he's just a hater. He's just out. a hater. Realize that's what I wanted right there. Then... <laughs> he's just a hater. And haters gonna hate. No, and haters also gonna kind of. I don't know. Would you say he got what he deserved? Turn you in. Uh, I I felt like he had his justice in the end. Cause he he ratted out our hero. Yeah, but look what he got his coming come up and. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like he did kind of get what he was what he was asking for in the end. <laughs> oh. I mean, he had a good way. Like he he had a relations with her the night before, and then got uh, killed. Yeah, not a horrible way to yeah, go. He did. 
um i did i wanted to bring up the scene with with tim though being the narc um one of the really interesting scenes for me in this because it's so new to star wars and so new to like the direction that star wars is is kind of going it kind of shows like how modern they're becoming but it's the scene where tim is actually reading his screen and the screen is giving the warrant out basically um it it says uh it's like it's got the the on the screen basically it types up you know this person wanted for murder you know dark com- complexion um from uh from canary you, you you remember that when when he's reading the the information and all that all yeah, that text pops it, on the screen then it slowly starts the bold uh make everything bold and blink certain words yeah right? and, it, and all that text pops on the screen it's like when you're watching one of those new horror movies and when a, a girl is texting a boy and the text pops up on the screen and you get to read it yep that's a uh yeah where are you going it's with super this? new for star wars yeah that doesn't never... happen like they're they're making it so much more modern now what are your it's in common or or English. That's the like I think one of the first times basic. where we read a Star Wars yeah, thank you, basic. Uh where we read a Star Wars document and it's been basic. It's usually well, our and, and not just that, but it's it's bringing it up on the screen for us. So we're actually able to like captions. You know what I mean? Like like we yeah. never see that. So Maybe it's the the spy document that really matters. I think it's along those lines where it's, yes, it's Star Wars. Yes, there are elements to Star Wars in this whole show. There are droids. There are aliens. There are ships. That, like I said, there's so much stuff. But they're throwing so many new things into it, not just adult-related things, but they're throwing new, new filmmaking things into this. You know, and, and just a different approach. This, this whole show to me seems like it's a different approach to star wars and i'm really really enjoying the direction it's going so far would what would you would you agree with that justin or are you still kind of on the fence oh no i 100 percent support that said uh statement i agree that it's it has a a totally brand new feel it's it's star wars universe but it's espionage that's exactly what i get from it's like a spy thriller, like, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm exactly, man. I'm just waiting for more uh, spy feel uh, in, inclinations to happen. Yeah, like that's exactly how I felt with that document. Even though it just says this person's wanted, it felt like, oh, here he's picking up the secret document, and this is the information as a viewer we need to know. Right. Got it. I, I remember right. it. It just felt like that, and there's a there's a lot of that in this that I'm I'm really really enjoying. Um, going on from there to just kind of new stuff that's being brought into Star Wars, and Petunia, and Skarsgård, they both drop a new swear word in Star Wars. Do you remember which one it was? No. So they both at some point and say they at some point say. Bastards. These bastards. Both of them. And Petunia says it in episode two, and Skarsgård says it in episode three. And so, 
Are you saying that that Star Wars that that's the first time for? I him? believe so. Is it not? Oh, I don't. I th- know. I'm pretty sure that that's a first. Um, and it's just going along the lines of the adult themed kind of Star Wars. You know, because yeah. they're they're not really holding anything back with this. Um, and you know, at first I was really skeptical about the first three episodes being dropped all at once. I was like, oh my God, great. After watching them, I, you totally get it. Why? Exactly. Because imagine if they dropped them one at a time. Oh my God, the backlash that fans... Because Star Wars fans are the fucking worst. Oh, they're, they're the worst. They are. And the backlash that, that I think Star Wars would have gotten if they dropped these episodes one at a time, especially like the first and second one, they'd be like, this is boring. I'm never going to watch it again. But then that third episode with that climax and that big battle scene and that whole, just the whole thing at the end, that last 20 minutes of the third episode was wonderful. And I think it was a perfect amount of episodes to be dropped to get people hooked onto this show. Um, are, are you hooked? Because I'm absolutely hooked. I've watched the episodes twice. Oh. And I'm hooked. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in. Like I said earlier, it's the Star Wars universe, so no matter what, I'm going to watch it. But now it's totally different genre, same sort of characters we're used to-ish, but it, it feels not like a typical show. Right, right. It's different, and I'm I'm super, super stoked about it because it just means that Star Wars is branching out to other things. They're not, They're not yeah. necessarily giving a bunch of fan service. They're not trying to tickle everybody's balls. They're just doing Star Wars and like and having a good time making something new out of it. You know, it gives me hope for other shows like The Acolyte and Skeleton Crew and things that may maybe seem a little weird at first glance. But then after watching this, you're like, oh, man, if they make these a little more adult oriented, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and obviously, there's still the, the kid friendly things in this. You know, you got the droid B2 emo like he was. <laughs> there, there's kid friendly things. <laughs> there is. There's a couple kid friendly things, but there's a few overall episode. I, I wouldn't watch this with my daughter. No. And just yet. And I think the the main thing is you you wouldn't watch it with her now. How, what she's like four something like that you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. watch it with a four-year-old <laughs> or even a seven-year-old but you'd probably watch it with your 16 year old right oh yeah teenager Absolutely. right so this is more of like a a teenage you know adult like a pre-adult show or whatever that being said like is it rated differently i, I can't recall you know i'm uh i'm not exactly sure um it's not telling me on imdb right now as i'm searching but i would assume it's it's got to be rated at least tv 14 right i mean there's direct murder in this (laughs) yeah (laughs) he flat out (laughs) shoots a fool in the face (laughs) more than once i mean the battle at the end, all the explosions, like the everything. Uh, there's one of my favorite ones. It's a bunch of it. So and you know the little bit of the sex scene, the brothel aspect, the just the grittiness of it. I I wonder. I wonder if it tells me on here. Does it tell me? I don't even know. Of course not. Why would it do that? 
come on, man. It's got everything else on IMDb except the actual like TV rating. Come on, give me a break. See, one thing I'm I'm hoping this show sort of takes the aspect of is uh, using contacts from different areas around the galaxy. What What do you mean? Elaborate. Like, oh, uh, Andor makes a a Wookiee friend in Kashyyyk, so. Four episodes later, he's going to bump into him, and he has some information for him. Oh, here's a new out, or here's a new house where the rebel insurgents can stow away for a while, and then meet up with you over here. Okay. And he's setting that uh, network up. So you're so you're hoping of like the basic formation of the rebellion. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what we're going to get, too, because we're going to see Mon Mothma, and we're going to see, like, the split between... I feel like we're going to see the split between Saw Gerrera and Mon Mothma, and, like, how his his view of the Rebellion is different than her view of the Rebellion, and that they're still... They're on yeah. the same side. One's well, just radical. Exactly. So I, th- I think we'll see some of that. I think we'll see some of the, like... I mean, I know we're going to see the the very beginning stages of the rebellion and how it was so hard to to keep it going, you know. Because there's... do you do you think we'll get to see actual the split occur, like Mon Mothma Sagarera shooting the shit, trying to plan things out, and then something happens and they split, I, I or they're already going to be? Separate? I think that's possible. I think that maybe they have to get together for some sort of mission and he Sagarera goes off and is like, no nah, man, I'm just going to kill all these people. And Mon Moth was like, no. And then, <laughs> you know, there's just some, some crazy drama. I could see that happening. Um, because clearly like at the, in rogue one, they were even Cassie and Andor was like, we need to get to Sagarera and he won't let us get there. Cause he doesn't like us or whatever. So, I could I could see that happening. Um, one thing about this show too is it is for those of you that are confused about what five BBY means. BBY is battle or uh, before the Battle of Yavin. So that is first the Death first Star. Death Star fight. So this series it says right at the beginning five BBY. It takes place five years before the Battle of Yavin. So this would technically be five years. Before a new hope, probably right around the time that Solo was happening. Interesting enough, right? Here's my bold predictions. I think we're gonna have some sort of solo tie-in into this. I would Lando. Lando? <laughs> Amelia Clark. Um, we could see Darth Maul, possibly. We could see the syndicates, possibly. We could see all sorts of stuff from the solo era of things that I uh we we could we could th- we could see anything be set up but uh, what's the likelihood I feel like it's high I don't because they're always trying to bring some sort of connection right I know that they've talked about not connecting to the main saga and like the main yeah. thing but I mean we could see something from solo Solo wasn't part of the main saga. You know, it's very possible we could see something from there. Because I mean, Solo was like a, the... a dead franchise to begin with. Like I feel like they wanted to do a, a trilogy with Solo, but then it got such bad backlash 
that they canceled it. Yeah. So. It was just timing. It was all bad timing. Yep. That's kind of my bold, bold, like super bold prediction. Like me saying the Broncos are going to go 14-3. and It's basically <laughs> like. That's how that's how much faith I have in in Andor bringing in something from Solo, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, but let's see what what man what else we got to talk about? We've talked about a lot of stuff already in this. We've covered most of what happens in this movie, this three part little series. Um, the only thing we haven't necessarily talked about in depth is. The time that we spend on Kanari with young Andor and his sister. Um, we don't see a lot of it, but we do see kind of how the Empire is ruining certain planets, right? Like we see that there may have been some sort of accident on Kanari that caused um, everyone to leave the planet. There was obviously some mining going on there. And then we see, you know, a ship crash land <clears throat> and the humanoids that are coming out of it are like yellow. I couldn't tell if if the humanoids coming out of that ship were their skin was actually yellow or if the if they were turning yellow because of whatever accident happened. Uh, I, I wish I had an answer for I it. I don't know. I think they were yellow to begin with. Which either way is, is kind of cool. Um, but but we basically just see that Andor was part of a tribe of kids. It was like the the Isle of Misfit kids, basically. Or the Lost, the lost Boys. One. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and all these children are basically just fighting to survive on a planet that the Empire has absolutely decimated. Um, and I, I did really like these scenes. And this whole backstory for Andor gets me very curious. Um, as to what happened to him, and especially his line in Rogue One, where he says, "I've been in this fight since I was young." So, what are we gonna see with with him being young? Like, what kind of stuff are we gonna see him doing? You know, as as a child, that that's fairly exciting to me to see. You know, what kind of crazy stuff Star Wars is about to do. Yeah. I can see the anticipation building on. But I, I don't know how if they're going to really show too many more uh, flashbacks into his uh, childhood. I think they were, they're going to leave it vague for a little bit and then actually sh show the quote-unquote massacre. I think they'll be... Or at least elaborate on it. I bit. think every episode will get some sort of callback. At least a couple yeah. minutes, I think, every episode. Because we, so far... You do? Episodes one through three, we've already had a callback in each one. So... But that's setting the precedence and giving the backstory. Right, but I don't know if you remember Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett. They did the same thing. He had flashbacks yeah. throughout that entire series. I think the last episode was the but, only one he didn't have a flashback in, or the one with Luke Skywalker, because Boba Fett wasn't even in that episode at all. By that time, it was Mando 2.0. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I think we're going to get a lot of flashbacks. Um, this is a 12-episode series, which is I mean, that is super long. That this, this is their longest series, live-action series. So yet, far, yep. So far. 
So they're they're putting a lot into this. Yeah, and and I think so far they're hitting it. They're hitting the ball. Yep, and I think as as long as they keep going with this kind of grit and this kind of balls, because they're you they have some balls in this episode, and as long as they keep going with that, I think it's going to be fantastic. I mean, first ten minutes he shoots a guy point blank in the face. Right. <laughs> it's it's pretty nuts. Star Wars has never done that. no. And Star Wars isn't, it's not very known for that brutality, but it's also not very known for its dialogue. And one one thing that I loved about this show was its dialogue. The writing is absolutely incredible. Um, and then the actors that they have delivering these lines is is wonderful like it's it's a breath of fresh air you know watching a star wars show that actually has really good delivery and really good dialogue and like someone actually writing something instead of obviously we all love star wars all of the star wars but like george lucas dialogue is not the best and so one particular scene designed for one particular scene that i absolutely loved um that i i gotta just play it it was it was Skarsgård, and he's talking to Andor. It's in it's in the the final little bit of this movie, um, but there is some just incredible acting. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure to go find us on on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/justmyarmpodcast, and you'll see the the latest video, um, and and you can find us and and see this clip. Otherwise, just go just go watch Andor, and you can see it. But but I want to play this clip because. I absolutely love it. So you're right, we don't have time. Contrary to what you told me, I doubt that you'll be sticking around. I know you killed two corpus at Molana One, and I know they're coming for you. So you flex out your ways to let them have you. Waste of talent. Who are you? That's the wrong question. The right question is, how much time do we have to get out of here? Why would I go anywhere with you? Don't you want to fight these bastards for you? See, and I know that still wasn't like, it's not like top notch. It's not going to win Emmys, that kind of dialogue. But but already you can see like these actors are invested. They are, they love what they're doing and they believe in this show. And Skarsgård right there, just that delivery of don't, don't you want to fight these bastards for real? Like, and the music behind it, man, it gives me chills. It's It's a different kind of... <laughs> chills that i normally get from star wars would you agree or are you on the fence no no it i'm totally with you with you but i i never got goosebumps like that from star wars before it's different right it, it was yeah it was but it's especially because he's grooving this like strong dialogue with a gun in his face with like point blank and he's unfazed. Yeah. And Andor, the way that like the acting was the way that uh Diego is, is like shaking as he's holding this gun to him and like, how do you know me? What is he like this is not your grandpa's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and and I cannot stress that enough that I think this series is gonna go above and beyond what what most people think a Star Wars show is. I think there's a lot more just there's a lot more heart and soul being put into this one. You know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. and it's it's freaking wonderful. So speaking of of Skarsgård, he he has a really awesome uh, scene in this where he says, um, and it, this, this will be brought up later in segments, but he says, "Rule number two: build your exit on the way in." In my notes, I just say "fuck yes" because that's <laughs> excellent. The scene is it's brutal, man. He blows up that that door and it just you hear people screaming you hear those security guards like flying around you see these chains hitting people you see just all sorts of stuff happening and it was an amazing escape all the way through from outside of this this warehouse like from getting out of the warehouse and then taking over like like holding that security guard kind of hostage and like keeping the gun at him and then throwing the diversion out there and going the opposite way with the diversion blowing up and killing like 10 more cops. Like <laughs> it was a ridiculous escape, but it was a ton of fun. Um what would you what did you think about that escape? Were you like this is this is excellent. Like this is super realistic for a Star Wars show or were you like nah man this would never happen? Uh I got to feel like it was a little more realistic than fake and plotted. Uh, just to see the in, the indecision in Andor's face and his, with his decisions with either trying to go back and get this piece of equipment that's so vital and expensive, or should I risk it, or no, I'm not gonna, going to, and seeing that play out was really cool to watch. Um, the it just I, I was on the edge of my seat because it felt like they were in a situation they didn't know how to escape. And that's how I saw it. And out of nowhere, they, boom, he blasts open the doors. And he's like, oh, well, here we go. We're on a ride now. Yeah. And and everyone from from Andor and Skarsgård to, to the actors that were playing the cops, like everyone was so good in that. And even like... Like that leader of the police force that goes to capture Andor when he's giving his speech and it's like he's trying to be heartfelt, but he has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> it just it, it's like watching someone on their first like day. their first mission, right? They're they're going out on their first <laughs> mission and they're like, OK, guys, um, so we might die, but like, let's do a good For job justice. out there. <laughs> Can I get a hip hip hooray? <laughs> exactly. Even one of the troops puts his head down and he's like, oh my God. Like in the middle of the dude's speech. And it was like, it was such a good comparison because you, you know, from that guy's speech, from that cop speech to Skarsgård's speech in the warehouse, like both of them were delivered and acted out perfectly. But both of them were so different in their context because like Skarsgård was like ready he's like yeah let's do this let's go let's go attack the empire let's go start this rebellion and these this cop is like I don't know if we're gonna live or die but do your best guys (laughs) (laughs) everyone gets a ribbon here (laughs) yeah everyone gets a (laughs) participation trophy like you you got this guys let's just go capture this dude and and I loved the the compare the comparison to that because you know one of them is just bold and ready to go, and the other one is just pissing his pants because he's pretty sure he's gonna die. 
um and again just perfectly acted out like i loved everything from the top top down in this show from andor to tim i loved everything in it like the, the way that all these actors portrayed their characters the way that their their direction went and is going it it makes me super excited for the rest of this show and not because i love lightsabers and i love death stars and i love all that stuff but because i love this universe and i want to see more of this part of the universe i've always wanted like a a streets of coruscant series right i've always wanted like like the nitty-gritty underground of coruscant where you don't see anybody you don't see the emperor you don't see vader you don't see luke you don't see any of those people you just see like the the gangsters you know, maybe you see Jabba the Hutt or something like that. But but this is something that as an adult now, as a 35-year-old adult that watches Star Wars still and collects Star Wars toys, like, this is something I've been waiting for. You know, it's made for us. And it, it just, it pumps me up. And it makes me so excited for the rest of this series. Justin, do you have any other Preach. notes? that you want to bring up for this first three episodes? Not really. I think we hit everything. We didn't really get too much into the ending, but we will with the segments. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, but is there yeah. anything in particular that you really wanted to talk about with the ending? No, not really. Okay. It just that, that, would, that, it, that was the cliffhanger I needed out of it the end of an episode just to be like all right i'm sold let's do it perfect yeah i would i would totally agree with that um so fuck let's move on to segments then huh i think it's do i it. think it's about that time so we're going to do segments a little bit differently this season we're going to do the like new we one always first. do because because we like to change things up here at quest me um so we actually for this season we have Four segments. Four segments. And this episode, we're going to do all four segments. But Damn. for every episode after this, we're only going to do three segments. So it's going to be a little bit, little bit different. We're going to be choosing different things as the episodes go along. The guests are going to have a lot more input in what segments we're using. And it, it, I'm really excited for it. But... These are the four segments we're going to be using, and this week we're going to start with... He's no good to me dead. He will not be permanently damaged. That's right. This is a very familiar segment. The first couple segments are very familiar for people that have watched and or listened to Quest Me. This one is called Boba's Bounty, and it's the part of the show where we talk about our favorite new character, droid, ship, planet, favorite new thing that has been brought in to the Star Wars universe. I would love to pass it off to my good friend Justin to give me his Boba's bounty for this week. My Boba's bounty is going to be the cute and lovable B2 Emo. Oh, B2 Emo! I love this, I love this guy. It, 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 he's so personal. He has a lot of personality. He seems like an old, battered up, grumpy old droid. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, just uh people don't know like i tried to make this quippy clever funny joke to josh and then it was like yeah have you ever tried to be too emo oh my god yeah goodness. i thought it was clever i love and it. 
It, it literally made me laugh out loud. And I told Justin, as an emo kid, that's definitely the first time I've ever heard that joke since this show came out, let me tell you. So Goodness bad. gracious. Um, B2 Emo is the little red droid that looks like a trash can. In this, he's uh, he's Andor's droid, and I think he's he's the K two SO of this. He's the K two SO before K two SO. I don't I don't know if it would be K two SO. No, I'm just saying he's like. I think he's he, like just gonna stay on the planet, but like the relationship, or, yeah, he definitely is is a droid pal. Yeah, he's he's the droid that that Andor had before K two, and I I. I've said this in our in our Twist My Arm chat, I believe, but I think the whole reason for this season, the reason for the season, um, this this whole series is to introduce K two S O. The end of this season yeah. is gonna be Andor getting his K two unit. That's that is that is my hands down like I hundred percent believe that's what's gonna happen, and it's only because of the trailers. Um, the trailers, I am almost positive that Alan Tudyk was in the trailer. And Alan Tudyk is the one that actually voiced K2SO. So it would make sense that if Alan Tudyk is like a scientist that creates that droid and he gives him his voice and blah, blah, blah. I, I'm almost positive that we're going to see K2 by the end of this season. I know there's going to be more than one season of Andor, so by the end of this one, we'll see him getting his droid. And that, in itself, is extremely exciting. Because K2 oh. is, like, my favorite droid of Star Wars. Well, one of them is. Well, K2 is how I got my wife to tolerate Star Wars. Really? <laughs> yeah, Rogue One, she went into the theaters with me. She's like, I don't like Star Wars normally, but that guy, that guy's fun. Yeah, he was great. And Alan Tudyk does a wonderful job. Uh, on the screen, you're seeing B2 Emo right now, the little red droid. Um, he's he's great. His voice is g -g 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 great. He stutters a little bit, and it, it kind of makes me giggle. And Oh, it's out of stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sold out at Shop Disney. Was that a black series? Can't, can't, nah, I don't think it was a black series, but either way, you can't get it. So, Excellent pick. Um I know you thought that I was going to pick B2 Emo, but uh, I'm definitely not picking B2 Emo for my Boba's Bounty. I am picking Mr. Skarsgård himself for my Boba's Bounty. Because I really, really love this character. Stellan Skarsgård plays Luthen Rail, and I think he's going to be one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time. I love his delivery. I love how he is just, he's just so old and weathered. And like, he puts up, he get, gives no fucks and puts up with nobody's bullshit. You know, like he's ready to take on this, this crappy empire. And I really love his attitude. And I hope that we get, again, like I was saying earlier in the episode, I don't think he's going to survive through this series because I'm pretty sure everyone's just going to die. But They're disposable. But for what we have, I love him, and I cannot wait to see more of his character. Um, well, have you ever seen 
of the actor Skarsgård, have you ever seen anything you didn't like him in? I mean, I no, not not necessarily. I, I mean, he was in Goodwill Hunting. He does a good job. Yeah. He was in a. He was. He's Eric Selvig in um, Marvel, and he's awesome as Eric Selvig. You, you know, you remember that guy? He's in Thor. He's the old guy that like runs around naked at some point in Thor Two, I believe. Um, he's like the crazy scientist that Jane Foster hangs out with, uh, and and absolutely, like he's he's a wonderful, wonderful actor, and you know he's he's been in a lot of stuff. Just looking through his IMDb, like, dang man, so many things. Um, but anything that I, I've ever seen him in has never been a disappointment. But to be honest, have you ever seen a Skarsgård that disappointed you in a movie? That family's ridiculous. Lee talented. Like, am I thinking of uh, that tall, skinny, blonde guy whose last name is Skarsgård? Who who was in uh, uh, what's the show? Oh, Suki. Well, I just want to make sure that I'm the blood. I just want to make sure that this is all correct. Oh yeah, totally. So he's got all these. Like they're all typecast. He's got all these kids, right? Alexander Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård. Those are two of the Skarsgårds that are very, very popular. Uh, I believe, was it? Does one of them do vampire movies and stuff? Uh, one of them was It. One of them was it. Oh, the actor? Yes. Um, one of the Skarsgårds played It. And then another Skarsgård played the the role in the Stephen King show, uh it was on Hulu, Castle something. God, what was that called? I can't even remember anymore. You got me. Um, oh, jeez. I feel, I feel terrible because I don't know what it was. Um, but yeah, basically the the Scars Guards are are pretty big in in film. Like they they've been around. They've done a lot of stuff. And they've never disappointed. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, and there's there's a ton of them. Talented family. Yes, absolutely. And there's there hasn't been many that have disappointed. I actually don't think there's any that have disappointed. So, I'm again, I'm I'm extremely excited to see him play more of a badass rebel as as time goes on. So that is yeah. That is our first segment. I get a sorry. I get a a big uh, a good feeling that he's sort of uh, James Bond's Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Q. Well, I would say he's more M. Guy. I'd say he's probably more M, the one to give the uh, to give the the orders. You know. Did I mess that up? Yeah, Q. Is Q the Q's the gadget the guy? Scientific. Oh yeah, yeah. I meant M. 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 M is the one that gives the missions. So. Yeah, he's gonna be giving the missions. Guarantee it. Yeah. Garen effing teed. Excellent. Did you have any other Boba's bounties that you wanted to bring up? Any other uh, honorable mentions, maybe? Uh, not really. Okay. Cool. I just liked the cameo we brought up earlier. That'd be my honorable mention. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I I did. I have to say, my honorable mention will be Bix. Um, Andor's quote-unquote maybe girlfriend 
I really liked her. I thought she did a, a good job as just kind of her his like his friend. You know, I don't think she had a no. she didn't play a big enough part for me to choose her as my bounty this week. Um, but I did really like her, and I'm excited to see more of that actor and that character. So. Um, let's move on to our next segment out of the four that we have. I know that I, I made it so weird earlier when I talked about it. We have four segments, but we're only doing three per episode, except for this episode, we're doing all four. So next week, we're doing three of these, which means that we're always going to rate the episode. So Tuscan Raider is always going to be there. But the other two segments are going to be a surprise for, for everything moving forward. So this this next one also be included. Sometimes it is. That's right. It is the Sarlacc killer scene. Um, it's the part of the show where we talk about our favorite still shot of the episode. And in this case, the movie parentheses first three episodes so let's start with justin again and why don't you tell us about this shot is actually in the very beginning of this movie so why don't you tell us about this shot a little bit uh it's a opening shot he just figured or andor just figured out he accidentally killed the guy in the back alley brawl and he disarmed the the lieutenant and has his firearm pointed at him and in his face, this is why I chose it. His face just has this look of shock. Like, I'm really about to shoot this man. And then the, the lieutenant or whatever continues on. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you this story. We're going to be on the same page. I'm not, I won't tell anything. And then he's making up the mind that, yeah, I'm shooting you in the face. So th- to me, that says a lot. Like, that's the, it shows a the dynamic uh, acting of uh, Diego, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's why I chose this show. I love this scene, too, because he's so, like, he's so amped up. And and the second he knocks the first guard out and then gets the, other, gets the gun from the other guard and turns around, he's like, what do you want me to do? What am I going to do now? Basically asking him, like, what do you, what, what would you do in this situation, dude? If I was the one attacking you, what would you do? And that's when this guy starts pleading for his life. This is when it gets very, like, dark. Because this guard is like, listen, this is the story. This is what happened. This is what, you know, we can just tell everyone this is what happened. And, and everything will be cool, man. It'll be fine. And Andor just blasts him. Like, no mercy at all. And it, this is... It's sense. Sorry? He blasts them in the face mid-set. Yeah, absolutely. And th- this is, again, the, the reason I titled this podcast episode Not Your Grandpa's Star Wars is because in the first 10 minutes, you realize that this is not your grandpa's Star Wars. And oh, it does such a good job setting you up for that. You're like, okay, I'm not watching this one with the little... <laughs> right. And even if... <laughs> Literally, I was just like, wow. And cool. if you were watching no, with the Audrey, little one, no. you're like, oh, okay, time to eat some fruit snacks and uh, go do something else, please, because we're not going to watch this today. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent pick, though. I love that one. It's And it's especially good because there were so many good shots from this first three episodes. 
Um, and that one is like in the first 10 minutes. So that's an awesome, awesome pick. Um, my pick comes from episode two, and it's actually the one where little baby Andor is standing on the hillside of the destroyed, what would you call that, like a mining camp or something? Uh, it's a quarry. It's like a huge, huge it's quarry. It's just messed up, but he's looking at all the destruction that the Empire has caused on his home planet. And this is really just kind of showing... It's it's such a cool scene because Andor is looking off into this distance, into this nothingness, into this just desecrated wasteland of his home world. And you can kind of see it in his face when they pan back to him like... He's just thinking, what am I going to do? What is this? What happened here? How can I fight back? And so this is kind of the, to me, it's the very beginning of when Andor in Rogue One tells Jyn Erso, I've been fighting this fight since I was a boy. You know, you don't even know what it's like to fight this fight for so long. And you're seeing the, the beginning stages of why Cassian said that right here in this scene when he's looking at what the empire has done and it's it's really it's really sad it's really traumatic to me i feel like it's just like man the empire is really screwing this world up and well, someone's yeah, got to stand it shows up. a lot of emotion like yeah this is what the aftermath of a the empire does to a planet this is they gut it and leave it for what and it just, is and just and just take off like no yeah. they, they just don't care they just get what they need and they take off. And and yeah, it's it's definitely like there's again there's hints of Star Wars and you're seeing the empire and the devastation that they that they create and they leave in their wake. Um but you're also not seeing it firsthand. You know, you're kind of on that street level. You're you're there with Andor. You're like, "Oh my god, what happened here?" And I love that mystery and, and, and that setup. Um, and, and this shot especially just, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it pulls a, it pulls a, a lot of emotion. Yeah, it. so excellent picks for this week. Um, if you miss those or you're listening in podcast land, go ahead and hit us up on TikTok at TMA Podcast and you will see all of our segments be put on there. And you can comment and like and subscribe and all that good stuff. So now we're going to move on to our newest segment. Last season, well, two seasons ago in the Obi-Wan series, we had a little segment called Toxic Tweet of the Week. And that one was really fun. Um, oh, that one was hilarious. And I liked doing it. I know you had I fun. I liked doing it. it. And I'll probably save it again for like the Ahsoka series or something. But I, I'm replacing the Toxic Tweet of the Week with a new little segment that Sudden But Inevitable listeners might be familiar with. I might have just changed the name a little bit. So this segment is called One Chimers. <laughs> Thanks to Justin. Good name on that, man. Good good job. So this segment... I was that, not very clever, <laughs> but that was fun. The segment's called One Chimers. It is... Very similar to the death quote 
segment that we have on Sudden But Inevitable where we pick one line out of the show and discuss why we enjoyed that line, why we think it's relevant, um, or any of that. So let's, again, uh, you know what? <clears throat> We're going to actually start with me because I cheated this week and I picked two one-chimers. So we'll play mine first and then Justin's and then we'll play my second one and my first one it's a little long so brace yourself and youtube please don't cancel us but here we go never changes does it you know what they say what was that if you can't find it here it's not worth finding So first things first with that one. This is a twofer. Again, I cheated real hard on this uh, this segment. So the first part of of this is the old man in the ship saying he's looking down at the planet and going, it "Never changes, does it?" And he says, "If you if you can't find what you're looking for here, it's not worth finding." And that is, for whatever reason, that sticks in my brain. It's. It's like a, it's a real life thing, you know. When you're when you're in maybe you know over the last, let me get a little personal here. A little, I'll get a little personal. You know, over the last year, I've gone through a lot of turmoil. I've gone through a lot of stuff in my life that has been crazy. There's been a lot of uprooting. There's been a lot of just nonsense and and lots of lots change. of changes. And I've gone to a lot of different things looking <laughs> for for whatever is it, whatever it is I need to look for. And this line in particular spoke to me because. You know, he says, if, if you don't find it here, it's not worth it's not worth finding. And and that's kind of like my life in a, as a whole in the last year, last couple of years. Like if I can't find it wherever I'm looking for it, it's not worth finding. Right. So let's move on. Um, and I've been called, you know, a bit of a gypsy for moving around and stuff. But like that's kind of where I'm at like I'm I'm looking for something and and right now where I'm at if I don't find what I'm looking for then it's not worth finding here you know and, and I can move on to wherever else I need to go and and for me looking at looking at Andor too like Andor's obviously looking for his sister and he's looking for some sort of purpose on top of that and if if he doesn't find it wherever he's at then he needs to stop looking in that place. And so this particular scene sets up the whole next episode, episode three, where Skarsgård is looking for something new. He's looking for something fresh. He's looking for something definitive to his rebellion. And, you know, he kind of finds it at the end of episode three in Andor. And it's, again, that, that line just kind of spoke to me on a personal level. Um, and it also, as, as a series whole, it, it, it shows like what the rebellion is looking for, and it's looking for people like Andor, people that are fearless, people that are ready to go into anything and and deal with whatever it is. What's so funny over there, Chuckles? <laughs> uh, I, I know you're getting really heart heartful and putting your soul into this one, but I see that like don't get me wrong, it is a fantastic little quote, but to me, I saw it being on the billboard of 
coming into into a city. <laughs> Welcome to Milwaukee, the city where if you can't find it here, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that, and then I hear you putting a lot of heart and soul into this speech. I'm like, wow, man, he's right. It still goes on. And welcome to us. It's a city welcome message, man. Welcome to Vegas. If you don't find it here, it's not worth looking for. Exactly. Hey, man, thanks for bringing some, some comedic relief into that because it was getting real rough for a second. But... Really back so, so the second part of that is the music, right? And measuring the score is going to come on. Let me bring this up again. Measuring the score is coming on on October 18th to talk to us. And they are all about the music of, of different shows. Um, if you haven't followed them, definitely follow them on Twitter at Measure the Score. Um, and check out their podcast because they, they dive into not only like films and TV shows, but they mainly dive into the scores of those films and those those shows, and they talk about the different music and the composers and stuff. And one this particular scene, the reason I picked this is because this is such a different style of music for Star Wars. When have you ever heard like a rock drum kit being played in Star Wars? Never. Right? And that's like a... It's not orchestra. Like a a really, really rock beat going going through that. And it's like, it gets you pumped, right? Like right after that that old man says his line and then that music comes in, you're like, oh my God, I've never been this pumped for Star Wars before. Give me the next episode. Like, it... I was... uh, I was... What's the, what's the correct word here? I was uh, pleasantly surprised at the music in this particular scene because, again, it showed that the show was Star Wars, but it, that it was different, that it was going to go in a completely different direction, but a more adult kind of mature direction. And it, it makes me... Dark Star Wars. Yeah, it makes me just so excited for the rest of this series. So enough of me on this one because I have a whole other one-chimer to talk about. Let's get to Justin's first one-chimer. It's another... It's a little bit of a lengthy one, but it is a good one. So let's play it. Here we go. Oh, oh, these. <laughs> oh, I need a wash. Uh, <laughs> I was helping Pegland tripped on a cable. You've been busy? Yeah, I ran into Brazil last night. We had a lot to talk about. Mm, Sounds fascinating. I would have come home this morning, but everything I had going on was over east. I've been trying to get back all day. I'm going to go get cleaned up. To me, it's freaking humorous. I love that scene. So the the one-timer in it, it's, oh, how fascinating. But like the, the, the intro of it was, okay, I can just relate to it so much. I remember getting uh, caught sneaking in home at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And my mom's asking me, <laughs> oh, you're walking in the door. And then like I pre-planned this with my, my buddy, Tony, who lives down the street. I'm like, all right, Tony, before we get in, we got to make sure our stories are straight. And so you got home here. We didn't. We didn't get your keys to the car. We left them at the party, so we had to walk back over. That took like an hour and a half. <laughs> then once we did get back in, your keys didn't work to the car, and so we had to hop in through your back window. This elaborate scheme <laughs> to make sure we're both on the same page. But in the end, 
we, they, we were trying to uh, tell the parent about it. They see through all of her bullshit. <laughs> and then she, her quip, oh, how, how fascinating. Yeah, she definitely did not <laughs> fall for Andor's little, uh, oh, no. little antics there. That's it, for like, sure. There's a, another scene where he's meeting up with his buddy at the mining camp, right? And he's like, that's that sit down. Like, all right, we got to get our story straight. This is how it went, right? Right. right. <laughs> and I love that with that guy, too, because he's like, you know, you disrespected me with the drink of choice that you gave me, man. You know I would drink a, a Long Island iced tea. <sighs> what you think? Like, and I, I loved his friend there, too, because, like, even though his friend is questioning his motives, he's like, I got you, man. I got you. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, it's it's really cool. And, again, Aunt Petunia is wonderful. And her just seeing straight through Andor's bullshit. And, like, the second that he <laughs> finishes, she's like, all right, B2. Play him the message, and she's like, "I caught you, dude. What what actually happened here?" And then it just starts that whole scene of you know her drilling him about who else knows where you're from, like what have you done, blah blah blah. Yeah, who'd you leak to? Yeah, so it's it definitely brings in a, a lot more mystery too. Like, why is she hiding him so much? What's what's the reason there? You know, like there's 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 a lot more mystery involved in in that than i than i think we think oh yeah there's it sets a precedence but that initial factor of getting caught in a lie everyone can get relate to you're like oh shit this isn't working yep yep oh man mom caught me all right well here i guess i'll come clean so excellent pick i love that for your first ever one chimer Thanks for taking. I like I like Wayne one chimers. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. So, like I said, I cheated a little bit and I picked one more, and it's this guy. What is that? I put slap charges on the doors. What? When? Rule number two: build your exit on your way in. Brace yourself. So we talked about this a little bit earlier in the episode. Um, he says, you know, rule number two: build your exit on your way in. Yes, brilliant. I love that, and I love he just hits that explosive and just it just everything just goes haywire things are falling chains are rumbling like it's what a cool start to that exit scene you know that that whole escape scene so and it just kind of shows you how much of a badass Skarsgård is and again he pre-plans like the worst case scenario i'm gonna put these bombs here in case shit goes south i could just blow up and leave true rebel right there True rebel, and again, I'm I'm just so excited to see more of Skarsgård. So I won't dwell too much on that one because we talked about it a little much, but I just had to bring that one up because I I loved it so much. So um, that that is our new segment, the one chimer. So we have one more segment to talk about before we uh, get out of here. I know this episode's a little bit longer, but we did have three episodes to cover. So here's that final segment. Old listeners will be familiar with the Tuscan Raiders segment. This is the one where we rate the episode out of 10. Uh, this week we'll do out of uh, 10 B2s. Let's do that out of 10 B2s. Um, Justin, what would you rate this movie, i.e., the first three episodes of Andor? As a whole, I don't want you to rate each one separately, but rate it as a whole. As a whole, I had a, a great background setting story, 
good introduction to the characters. It uh, ended on a cliffhanger in a great like exit scene. <clears throat> I, di- I didn't know what I was expecting. Maybe a western or a spy. Now I know what to expect. So it's definitely a solid, solid episode. So I'll give it seven and a half. Seven and a half. All right. Yep. Seven and a half B twos. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna up that a little bit. I'm gonna put it up at uh, eight. I'm gonna give it an eight for sure. Um, which is going to give us because it's just us. It's going to give us a 77.5 out of 100 for the first three episodes of Andor, which is not bad. Um, I I give it an 8 because I just, it, I'm excited. I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a, I'm a spy fan. I just watched the new James Bond movie the other day, and it brought tears to my eyes. Like, what? Oh, where he dies. How could you spoil that? Spoiler alert, everybody. It's, Holy shit. If you haven't seen it, he <laughs> dies. Like a gangster. Like a gangster. I will cut that out of the podcast. Oh, my God. No, you won't. <laughs> I spoiled it for I've been everyone. so good about Why? not spoiling that at all. Oh, man. It was ruined for me, so I ruined it There's for another huge spoiler of that movie that we will not get into. But, wow, Justin. I can't believe you just ruined <laughs> that for our five listeners. Jesus. Anyway... I'm giving it an 8. Justin's giving it a 7.5. We're landing at a 77.5 out of 100, which is a, what, a C-plus, basically, so that's a passing grade. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I would I would totally agree with that. Um, I think there's so much more room for 10s and 9.5s and stuff as the season goes on. Um, I, I think we're in for a hell of a season of Star Wars. What do you think, Justin? Oh, absolutely. We're, we're touching on... Un- we're going to untouched story uh, territory. Yeah, uh, we're in a new direction of Star Wars where they've never gone. This is more gritty, more dark. Like I'm super excited to see where this heads. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, with all that being said, though, we are at the end of our episode. Holy cow! We're already at the end of episode one of season six. Can you believe it? Season six of Quest Me. Holy nope. shit. <laughs> this is awesome. And at the end, uh, this this whole thing has made me just super stoked about getting back into podcasting about Star Wars and, and watching a show and talking to all the fine people out there listening and, and watching our live videos. Um, I cannot wait for this series to, to unfold. Um, and for anyone that's listening in podcast land on Spotify or anything, join us. On Tuesdays at, I, I would say, eight between 8 and 8.30 um, Central Standard, sorry, 8 and 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, 9, 9.30 Central Standard Time um, on Tuesdays. Be here, hang out with us, chat with us. Um, we love to hear from you guys. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at QuestMeTMA. If you want to follow me, I am at TwistMyArmCast. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Twist My Arm Podcast. And if you want to get notifications for all the times we go live, go to YouTube.com slash TwistMyArmCast. Sorry, YouTube.com slash TwistMyArm. Hit the like button. Smash that bell. And you'll get notified for all the times we go live. That includes Quest Me, Sudden But Inevitable, 
best flicks with Ricky D, Marvel Can of Madness, and all the other things that we have to offer at the Twist My Arm Network. There's a ton of it. If you want to know more, go to twistmyarm.net, and you can see all the different shows that we have and all the different uh, all the different angles that we're coming at you from. So, um, yeah, this has been a great, great, great first episode. And again, I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to talk more Star Wars as the weeks go on. We are going to call it a night. Um, we will be back, though, next Tuesday, like I said, at the same time on YouTube, talking about episode four of Andor. For Quest Me, I have been your host. I'm Justin. Thanks for hanging. And of course, my name is Josh, and I will always be here to hang out with you and talk some Star Wars. Thank you all again for hanging out with us. Jesse was in the chat. There was a couple other people in the chat, Phil, um, and a couple other friends. So thank you guys again. We will see you next week at the same time. May the Force be with you.